I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece for an animation August-ish. Um, <laughs> our dates got pushed back a week, so it's like August-ish. Um, and yeah, but after that, we'll give it our super scientific rating. Um, and before that, we'll give you our recommendations. So Julie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about my dog's interview process at Doggy Day Camp, and that was very intense. Um, so we're giggling about that. <laughs> um, I, can I also tell you the thing that I did when we started recording? Uh, I heard a little oop. Go. Um, well, you know how on Zoom it like gives you a notification now, like this is mm-hmm. being recorded, and that pop up goes on the screen. You can say like "got it" or "leave meeting." I don't like. I'm at a computer, but I 100% like reach toward the screen like I was gonna tap that. <laughs> And you're like, no. Well, my my new work computer is a touch screen. Oh boy, that would uh, really throw me. Yeah. And so then I was I was at my like personal computer and I was like, why isn't this working? What? And it's like, because you you have a computer from 2015, Laura. <laughs> That's why. You silly Billy. Uh yeah. So recommendations, Julie. Yes. Um, I would like to recommend the movie Fire Island. Mm. Um, so I, I here's how I got to it. I was watching the movie, not the movie, the television show, Loot, um, okay. which I which I also uh, secondarily recommend. Um, but it was super early in the episodes. I think I had watched like the first episode, and I was like, "This is fantastic! Love it! Big fan!" Um, but her assistant in it, I was like, "This this individual is a delight. Where have I seen them before?" Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I went to the Googs and looked up Joel Kim Booster, um, and Fire Island was the first thing that came up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was a movie that I had wanted to see when I saw the previews and never and just like it dropped off. Yeah. Um, so I just decided, like, I'm going to make a switch and I'm not going to watch Loot. I'll watch it later, which I did um, and switched to Fire Island. And this is a very long winded story, but I didn't realize going in that the movie um Joel Kim Booster wrote it as like an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, all right. And it is simultaneously one of the most true to the original adaptations of Pride and Prejudice, but also like the best um, adapting it without just like doing it one for one, if that makes sense. Like Clueless is to Emma? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It was just, it was very clever. Like they didn't, oh, okay. they didn't make the sisters a family. They made yeah. them a group of friends that call each other sister, but it was like very, very natural. Yeah. And the way that they translated those character archetypes to modern characters that were also male and queer and just like so many different identities, mm-hmm. it was so good. And the acting was fa- like Bo and Yang is in it, and I I only know Bo and Yang from SNL. Mm-hmm. So seeing Bo and Yang in like a I don't want to say a dramatic role, but like a, it was a true comedy where like it has drama in it. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like a slapstick thing, it was just it was so good. I loved it. That's awesome. I'll have to watch it this weekend. Uh, yes. Very cool. Um, my recommendation is not to drink 
after age 33. <laughs> um, I went to a friend gathering last night and I have, you know, I really don't drink that much anymore. Um, especially the last, like, I would say last year, it really has, unless it's like a, a gathering or I'm on vacation. And so it was, and there's not that many gatherings. So I went to a gathering and I had too much to drink, which actually was fine. I had like four white claws, like not even hard liquor. And I woke up this morning and I was like feeling like I got hit by a bus. Um, I did. Yeah. I did appreciate when I messaged you. Um, and I was like, Hello, it's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested Best Pasta Shape Bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may the thing with the most votes win. Four white claws. Like, not even hard liquor. And I woke up this morning and I was like, feeling like I got hit by a bus. Um, I did. Yeah. I did appreciate when I messaged you. Um, and I was like, hey, are we like video recording for this episode? And you're like, no, I'm hungover. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's I have a cup of coffee that I am clinging to to dear life. I am wearing pajama pants and a Harry Potter shirt. <laughs> it's, it's I like rough. how that's your description of being hungover, but that's just like me on a Tuesday. I mean, I I like a good dress, and then now all my body parts hurt. Where a dress feels like it would hurt. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this feeling. But it's the feeling of drinking four white claws up to the age of 34. Uh, highly <laughs> do not recommend. Um, all right. So, Julie, what movie are we talking about today? <laughs> we are talking about An American Tale. <sighs> the animated movie. And this was your pick. And why? And what's it about? Um, This was, I mean, this was my pick because... In in my recollection, like this was such an incredible movie, and I was like, "Gosh, um, I I love this movie." And then the adult part of me was like, "You know, I I'm curious how, you know, similar to what we were talking about with Anastasia, um, I'm curious how some of these themes, mm -hmm. um, like reach me as an adult watching this film, because." Mm -hmm. um, because this sim similar to Anastasia, uh, Don Bluth, like they they lean into some important elements of the of mm -hmm. this time, and you know when there was heavy immigration to the United States and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the movie for those of you who had childhoods that did not get to see it, highly recommend it. Um, but it's about a little Russian Jewish mouse and his family that immigrate to the United States after their house is attacked by Are you just Cossack. jumping in to give a summary? Yeah, Cossack Did cats. Did you just forget how this works? <laughs> no, this is my I, movie. I know, but I just didn't, you didn't, it's, okay, go ahead, go ahead. 
You you didn't ask me for my summary yet. I no, did. No. I did. No, you said what movie are we watching? I said and what? I told... Like I said, why did you pick? Were okay, play play the audio back. <laughs> I answered all of your questions. You said what movie and why did you pick it? Yeah, and what's it about? You didn't say that. Play, play. the audio back. <laughs> what's it about, Julie? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked me. So that I could share a Google summary that I would get annoyed with halfway through. Okay. Because um, that's I, how this works. A young mouse named Fievel Maskowitz and his family emigrate from Russia. Specifically, um, the town that is specifically referenced in the movie is Chachka, to the United States by boat after their home is destroyed by cats. During the trip, a fierce storm throws Fievel from the ship and he loses contact with his family. He manages to sail to New York in a bottle. There, Irish mouse Bridget and Italian mouse Tony and a kindly cat named Tiger help Fievel search for his loved ones. That is a very, um, like, umbrella summary of this movie. I feel like that's the summary you've gotten the least angry at, though. Yeah, well, because they don't, they don't try and, like, they're just like, here it is. Yeah. Here's the, here's the high points. Yeah. So I'm afraid to ask you anything else. Or say anything else. <laughs> I'm gonna get yelled at. Um, <laughs> I I I think the main thing as an adult looking back at you know at this movie is how stacked this cast is. Mm-hmm, the fact mm-hmm. that Christopher Plummer plays a French pigeon. Yes. And stuff like that. It's it's phenomenal. It's also, I was interested by the pre movie credits. Hmm. Because I do remember them from older movies, but I don't remember them from, you know, I say more modern and contemporary movies, but which I guess now kids are like, that movie's old, but I don't remember other movies at the time having those pre-movie credits, Um, which any opportunity to showcase the music of James Horner. Yeah. I'm like down with. I'm trying to remember... The Great Mouse Detective, I think, has pre-credits. And then I think that's this one's contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, I should know. That's my favorite Disney movie. And for some odd reason, the opening credits are a mystery to me at the current moment. Um, I wonder, yeah, I wonder, maybe previews were, I'm trying to think of like back in the day, maybe the amount of previews you saw was shorter and you maybe. just like needed like a lead in in the movie theater, they thought. I remember Speed had opening credits, Uh but I feel like that was really more to establish the start of that movie, like, because they had that elevator. Mm -hmm. That was Speed, right? Where the credits just happened, like, going down an elevator shaft or up an elevator shaft. You're going to yell at me. No. (laughs) Laura. You've never seen Speed? I've never seen Speed. Oh, my God. I had the poster on my wall. I really deeply loved Keanu Reeves. I do you still as only as only a freshman in high school can. Oh Oh, yeah, I am still very much Keanu Reeves. Okay, I um, yeah, I've never seen it. I'll put it on my list. I because you've mentioned it like four or five times. It just was one of those. (laughs) I didn't realize I mentioned it that often. (laughs) You you do enough that I was like, I have to eventually. I have to tell her I've never seen it. Eventually, we're gonna. Some someday I want someone to make an infographic of like our best tangents. Like how did we get to 
speed from the Russian immigrant experience. I just, I forget what we, what movie we were talking about. And I just went on a Disney sequels rant. (laughs) And I think that that's my favorite tangent that I've ever done. So, um, yeah, I've, I've never seen it's, you know how there are certain movies that like, they come out in a certain time in your life when you were, it was before streaming. Yeah. And you, you were, miss it, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And like, it's, it was just old enough that like you would have to, your parents would have to go with you. And if they weren't interested in the movie, they wouldn't. Oh, forget it. You weren't yeah. going. Yeah. So I think speed was like in that era of my life. Can I tell um, you to mm-hmm. watch American Tale? I have the, like, I pulled out the DVD that I have of this movie. Of American Tale? Yeah, it was like, oh. it's like a two-pack DVD, not Blu-ray, a two-pack DVD of an American Tale and then an American Tale, Fievel Goes West. Oh, so I, Fievel Goes West is the one that I watched as more as a child. Like, I've watched this one and then, but I think the reason is Fievel Goes West um, is not as terrifying or as sad. Oh yeah, this movie is incredibly scary, and yeah, it like some of the themes like hit you so much harder as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, when he and this is this is near the end of the movie, but we're not here to discuss this movie in order. Um, (laughs) let's be honest. Um, but two things so one at one point the rich mouse is saying you know we have to get rid of these cats we just have to get rid of them like it's a very matter-of-fact thing and somebody like people are like don't say cat don't you know they'll hear us like they're genuinely terrified that the cats will be like summoned by even saying their name Mm -hmm. and she's very just blase like i'll say whatever i want like we don't need to worry blah 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 and like you hear one of the mice in the audience say you can say that you're rich yeah and like just that throwaway line though that you know really highlights the the still you know financial divide between the freedom that people that have money have versus the lack of freedom that other people have simply because they don't have wealth yeah um the other moment that like really hit me was near the end of the movie when they've like the main plot they got the cats onto the ship Mm -hmm. to go away and Fievel has been separated now from everyone Mm -hmm. Um, he's all alone and he ends up in Orphan Alley which is literally labeled as Orphan Alley and then there's the reprise of somewhere out there and as the you know camera pans out (laughs) you see all of these little mice children sleeping Mm -hmm. and it you just like it goes from seeing like four mice orphans to 400 mice orphans Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, like, so much of this movie is absolutely, you know, it's an allegory, a metaphor. I forget which the difference is, but like, that genuinely happened. The number of orphan children in the country was that high. And mm-hmm. so much of it, people just sort of like either turned away or used it as like a political tactic. Yeah, and I mean, we're still seeing that. Like, the amount of orphan refugee children that are displaced mm-hmm. in camps is terrifying and sad. And um, so I think that's the one thing that, I, like, as an adult, I was like, oh, 
this is still happening a lot. Like, and and when he, when he gets to, you know, they're like, okay, and you're gonna, we're gonna, the pigeons are gonna take you, and then you're gonna meet someone, and they'll help you find their family. And then he immediately gets put into like child labor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. immediately, and it's like that's that hasn't. You know, it doesn't look the same, but it it that happens to kids who lose everything, and you know nobody cares, and so they just get thrown into a system, and um, yeah, I I the one of the parts that as a child I didn't <laughs> like realize, but like whenever the at the very beginning it's Hanukkah, and yeah. then they're like presents, presents, and. Th- the dad gives them presents that he literally just has on his body mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he and the kids are so grateful and treat them so you know um so you don bluth instantly establishes that this family does not have funds and they don't have a lot and then they lose everything and all they have is each other and then they lose part of each other like it's 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 a sad i feel like and Dumbly, also, yeah. I mean, a, a film, particularly a cartoon, a film centered around, you know, not a Christian mm-hmm. dominated, like, representation. Because, yeah. like, yeah, in The Lion King, it's not like, oh, okay, these are Christians. But, like, we don't often see in cartoons, like, let's celebrate a holiday other than Christmas. Yeah. Yes. And I, um, I also loved, I just don't want to forget this. It's not really what we're talking about, but the pigeon talks about, he keeps Mm. calling him like, oh, my little immigrant, my little immigrant. At the very end of the movie, he calls him my little American. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Isn't that the sweetest thing you've ever heard? I was too hungover to watch this movie. I was like crying. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know. That's so... Oh gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking about it because Anastasia was Don Bluth. This mm-hmm. is Don Bluth. Um, the Rats of Nim is also Don Bluth. It's so interesting to me that so many movies of the that era that like stuck with me as like an adult mm-hmm. in terms of like the themes and the messaging are not. Disney movies and more often are Don Bluth movies. Mm-hmm. Also, All Dogs Go to Heaven and my number one movie of all time, A Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. Like, and Don Bluth has made it very clear he will just murder a main character. Yeah, well, just like those those movies like deeply stuck with me from my childhood, mm-hmm. but like Disney is the thing that is like ever present and it's just it's fascinating to me like i want someone to if it's not already written i want someone to sort of like write a marketing wars book or like Mm -hmm. because a lot of these movies came out at the same era when like disney sort of like regained their golden reputation for cartoon movies like little mermaid Mm -hmm. beauty and the beast aladdin like those sort of like brought disney back well, you you know Don Bluth used to work for Disney, so there is like some mm. I don't know the history, but he directed Pete's Dragon, which like bombed. Oh, 
And then this is all I know. So he should straight to the gooks. But then he started making his own movies. Hmm. So there hmm. must be something that it might not be as scandalous mm-hmm. or sensational mm-hmm. as, you know, um, but yeah, so there, there's, yeah. And I just, I think part of the thing that makes his movies so, you know, memorable or whatever is because they don't have that Disney, like family finish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the, the mouse of Minsk is terrifying the cockroach like there are terrifying moments that like disney would not do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. um and all dogs go to heaven that's like a huge philosophical spiritual movie like and just like what happens after we die is what that (laughs) movie is about you know yeah yeah um yeah and this movie about you know I, i don't think that disney during this era would have said hanukkah mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they would have just been like there's snow on the ground presents presents like they just would have edited it in a way you know yeah yeah oh yeah um speaking of like don bluth going there um we have now seen two don bluth movies where it is not safe to go on a boat yes (laughs) i think i think all dogs go to heaven there's a scary boat scene too or she lives on a boat i need to watch something happens at the end of the movie at the pier yeah i think well i think like i think boats are scary you know what i mean like yeah boats are scary the ocean is terrifying um and especially when you're a kid i mean as an adult it's still terrifying but yeah, I, the boat made me think of this because there's a few times in this movie that they did this, and I just thought mm-hmm. it was so interesting where they sort of show the human experience, like mm-hmm. you see, like the Moskowitz's house, and then the camera pans, and you see the, the mice, like the mice sort of start to embody that, and that happens on the boat as well, where you see the immigrants, and then it like the camera pans to that little crack in the wall, and mm-hmm. you see the mice. Yeah. I I love that because as as a child you felt like oh maybe history whatever but as an adult if my kid watched this you could easily open up a conversation of this is what it was like for humans as well as you can see like and have an actual conversation of immigration in the early 1900s and have pretty concrete and like he didn't spare a lot of things like there's there's you know enslaved labor that happens very quickly for the child workforce there is kidnapping there is the the honest john just like drinking a ton and then the ghost votes oh yeah i mean uh he what? is 100 percent a stand-in for boss tweet i think and like yeah tammany hall and all of that yeah and so that that stuff is like, oh, you can, what an easy, I don't know what you'd call it, like thought transition and learning tool. There's a fantastic article from Collider that David Trumbler wrote in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
planner Julie wants to believe that I will share this link when we post this art, uh, this episode, but it's called American Tale Modern Lessons on Racism, Immigration, and Human Decency. Oh. And it's a, like it really unpacks the specifics. Um, mm-hmm. Like the whole, like the information about like 1885 and Shotska and how they talked about um, that area was called the Pale of Settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so like so much of what you see in that movie is historically accurate, including you know when the Cossack soldiers did I say that correctly? Cossack, Cossack? I think Cossack. Yeah, Cossack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the soldiers, um, you know, go through the village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like without without abandon and just like, mm-hmm. and like. The cats are terrifying. Like those cats so are scary. Terrifying. So scary. And I think Don Bluth also did a really cool thing about having Tiger mm-hmm. of being like, because it would be easy to be like, all cats are evil, all cats are evil. Yes. And to be like, actually they're not. Like you like approach with caution, but also know. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, like the moral gray area of like everything that's yeah. presented in the movie and also back to Earth orphan alley i um another time i cried was when fivel because fivel's very hopeful in a lot of struggles mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. like okay let's go let's go when he loses hope and says like you know what they don't care about me they would have they would have come and found me they would you know that um I, yeah, I think that's probably the one of the saddest moments is when someone so hopeful just like loses hope. How old do you think Fivel is? I think he's like six. That's what I like when when I saw this movie when I was younger. I think I envisioned him older. Uh huh. And watching this movie and just sort of like seeing how he responds emotionally and like Mm -hmm. seeing him being like, look, it's a bird, you know, all of those things that distract him. I was like, God, this, this kid is young. Yeah. And I think he's supposed to like, he's probably honestly like four or five when the movie starts and he's probably like seven when it ends. Cause you know, you think of like the whole boat ride or what, you know, not that my time is our time, whatever. Yeah, um, but and yeah. and that sort of that experience of kids being that young, like mm-hmm. that was real. Like I think of like the Jacob Reese photos. Yeah, and you would see like a a three and a four year old just like on the street. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, and they're older. They're both older in Five Goes West too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's she's like a preteen. Like they dress her up and they put makeup on her and all of that. I just do that scene is engraved in my subconscious from Papa Goes West. Also, the scene where him and Tiger are in the desert. <laughs> Tiger, uh, oh. what a great, what a great relationship. Dom Deloise. Just ah, uh, five. Yeah, what a mm-hmm. what a great relationship on screen. And I still think somewhere out there is just one of the most like sweet little gut wrenching songs. Mm-hmm. I. I loved in the the song like do oh a do because Fivel is very tiny, mm-hmm. Tigger's very big, but they like played with perspective in the mirror and then they became the same size and like mm-hmm. the imaginary like they really are equals. 
There's there's just so many there's so many clever moments in this film. There really really are. Mm-hmm. So Julie, oh, I have one more thing I want to say. Okay, okay. Um, yet another uh, '90s era movie with <gasps> Peebo Bryson mm-hmm. is on the back end of the movie singing the pop version of the track. Like I, I was like, God, Peebo Bryson's all over. I, I'm sure there's more movies. But the three that came to mind without even going to the Googs were American Tale, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Those are good solid three. The amount of weddings that have probably happened to Peter oh, yeah. Bryson's like voice. Well, also, like I, I feel like I'm from an entire generation of children that thought Peebo Bryson like exclusively sang credits, like credit yeah. songs. Like completely unaware that this is new, this talented individual has a whole career outside of credits music. Oh. So Julie. So Laura. One out of ten hats passed down from generation to generation <laughs> that you can finally fit in because you're a big boy now. Uh what would you give <laughs> this movie? Um, okay, I'm gonna flip this a little. Okay. I, I think we should guess each other's votes. Okay. Because I, I think you're going to say 10 out of 10. I'm, I think you're going to say 9 out of 10. Really? I, yeah. I was going to say 10 out of 10. I was going to say 9 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we do a lot of uh, projecting. <laughs> so... I really, I was like, this is going to be unanimous. We're both going to give it a perfect score. Okay. I'm just, okay. No, I work, Julie. Good work. No, no, no. It's, it's for, it's almost there. I, I want to watch, I want to watch Rival Goes West and see how I actually compare the two in my heart now. Goodness. Rival. Okay. Yeah. We'll have a bonus episode where we just discuss Rival Goes West just for you. No, I, not for the, not for not for them for me i know um, i said for you yeah i feel like um yeah i i re- i really love this movie um i thought it was i yeah just oh just God. a nine out of ten I, I just internally burped and i i feel like the camera the camera i feel like the microphone probably caught that <laughs> Please cut, please cut my burp out. Where it's just like, like inside. <laughs> so Julie, what yes. do you have to look forward to besides letting your burps out? Oh my God. Cut it out, Laura. Cut okay. it out. Um, things I have to look forward to. Um, boy, it's not that I don't have anything to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It's that my my level of looking forward to-ness right now is like, I don't work today at all at any of my jobs, so I'm going to take a nap. That's a good looking forward. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mow my lawn, <laughs> um, which needs to be done. Oh, I'm installing my little free library. That's what I'm looking oh, forward gosh. to. My dad's coming over and installing it. So. Oh, man, I, I had a lot an idea. I need to build a little free library because I had this great idea that I want to have a little free library that's a combination library slash propagation station. Oh! So, yeah. like, because yeah. I have all these, like, sauce jars and stuff that I clean out, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to propagate plants in this. And I'm like, mm. I should give them away. What's an easy way to give them away? And I was like, damn it, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Now I want to build a little free library. My 
dad built mine out of my parents got new cabinets so out of one of his old kitchen cabinets he like built it but we have to like install it that's yeah. very talented yeah he's a it my, my dad is a, a metal and wood are his art form and yeah so anyway. my dad is math and interrogation that sounds terrifying well <laughs> i mean bless his heart like he'd be like he like he'd be like what is your favorite subject in school and like it wasn't enough to be like theater or english or whatever it would be like mm -hmm. well why well have you considered this subject like just for fun he would interrogate you so it it just got to the point where like he would ask a question and i'd be like i'm not answering this i'm not having no i don't have an opinion dad <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of my dad is not big on asking questions in general Oh God, he's just a silent man. Not really, but just... that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like our projecting our scores. It's like that's a wow. What's it like to have a dad ask your opinion <laughs> about something? <laughs> well, he he doesn't want my opinion on like important things. He just okay. wants my opinion on like personal things. Of like, Julie, do you like pizza better or sandwiches? Why, Dad? I'm not going to defend my my case here on the stand <laughs> about which one of those I prefer. But like, which one do you like better, pizza or sandwiches? Oh man, that's actually hard. I don't think I could choose. Oh, sandwiches, one hundred percent. Really? Oh, I don't. I don't like pizza. Oh right, I remember this because when you came to visit, all you talked about was going to Mellow Mushroom Pizza. Yeah. And then really threw me for a loop when you were like, "Oh, but I don't like pizza. I get a." I sub. ordered a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a good sandwich. I believe you. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, <laughs> listeners, pizza or sandwiches, let us know. Um, thank you for listening. Subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, you may have noticed that we started dropping in ads for other Trident Network uh, shows. Oh. So please give them a listen. They're amazing. Um, like, review, subscribe, buy our merch. It's great. I have some of it. Um, <laughs> and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other productions please visit the tridentnetwork.com